0: Yo, yo, and welcome to the Professor Jones and the Diggs podcast. My name is Dave Jones, and I am
1: the Professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Diggs. Professor Jones is a podcast dedicated to the
0: art of film and cinema. Every month, we choose a certain theme and pick three movies within that theme. Every week, we break down one of those movies for our movie of the week. And this week... We are talking about the epic Ryan Coogler's debut into the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Black Panther. Whoa! Um, I am so excited to talk about Black Panther because, you know what? I was so excited to go see this movie and see what it would bring because I love Ryan Coogler as a director. And, um, spoiler alert, did not disappoint. So... We'll be getting into that very shortly, but... Yeah, definitely. Diggs, why don't you start off the bro-down this week? I am interested to see what you have to say.
1: Uh, so... For this bro-down this week, uh, I'll just start off by saying, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Oh, gosh, because you're talking rush about Rush Hour 4 was just confirmed uh, a couple of days ago, and, I don't know, this is super exciting news to me. Rush Hour 1 and 2... Uh, it's almost like a Spider Man 3 situation with Rush Hour 3. I just kind of I, I excluded a bit because it wasn't maybe as good. But uh, Rush Hour 1 and 2 are two of my favorite comedy classics. I mean, they, we watched those so much when we were a kid. So uh, I, I'm stoked to hear it, and I hope that they can put together a really good script. Apparently, they're already in the works to do it. All it was was just uh, uh, Chris Tucker agreeing to do it i think for a long time it's been kind of set in stone jackie chan's been like i'm down to do it if he is and so i guess chris tucker finally kind of came around and did it so yeah i was super excited rush hour four
0: it's like chris tucker what do you got better going on you know what i mean it's like just do another rush hour movie man it's like that's what that's what you're good at i mean that's what we want to see you're great in silver linings playbook sure it's fine but we'd like oh, to see yeah. another Rush Hour movie. He was in that other one, uh, the like, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk or something. I was watching that. It's not a good movie at all. I really didn't enjoy it. But uh, he showed know. up and I was like, why is Chris Tucker even in this movie? It's just like it didn't make any sense to me. Um, but yeah, I forgot I, about Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, he was pretty good in that. Uh, I definitely agree with what you said, though. I've seen that movie a lot of times. What, what do you think you've seen more? Uh, Rush Hour 2 or Cool Runnings?
1: Rush Hour 2.
0: Okay, Rush Hour 2 or Three Ninjas. Oh, I know. This is our concern, (laughs) dude.
1: This is our concern, dude. Probably Rush Hour 2. Good point.
0: Hey, sum up the plot of Three Ninjas in 10 seconds.
1: Uh, Three boys uh, learning karate from their grandpa. Uh, Three dudes try to rob their house. Their parents are out of town. They kick those dudes' butts.
0: Nice, very good. You forgot the third act, but it's you did a great job. So yeah, the bad guy. They get, and then they the gran- what is the, it grandpa kid- the, the grandpa gets kidnapped? The grandpa gets kicked back or kidnapped, and then the kids go to save him, and then they throw the pepper bomb. And
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, dude,
0: that movie is so good. I love Three <laughs> like, Ninjas. Too. Should, let's out, do a Ninja Month, outrageous. man. We'll do uh, we'll do Three Ninjas, and then Surf Ninjas, and then. Uh, and then Mortal Kombat.
1: <laughs> I'm in. That so actually this sounds another, fun. So along those lines, they're making a Rush Hour four. They're bringing it back. Uh, I know I've talked about this before, but I just need to keep emphasizing this because maybe somebody will listen who has some sort of control. I highly doubt that, but uh, look, if there's anybody out there listening, um, just make another Mortal Kombat. Seriously, get a good, get a good script together. Uh, you have the technology nowadays to make. To make it amazing. You really do. Uh, I mean, I'd like to see the same cast. You get Liu Kang back. Uh, that, that guy who played him. Uh, it, it, honestly, all you need to get is Liu Kang. And that's about it. I don't really care if the other actors are different. Neil Patrick Harris as Johnny Cage. And, hey, that's actually not... That's not a bad yeah, idea. I know, that just popped <laughs> in my head. Get, that's a really good... Get The Rock as Goro. Well, I like, don't know. Goro's I feel like Scorpion King was, guy. like, you can already picture what that would look like with Scorpion King, and it's like, eh. Dude, I love the whole Goro-Johnny Cage fight.
0: It's great. Those are $500 sunglasses, you.
1: <laughs> Something. See, I was talking about this the other day, though. In Annihilation, first 10 minutes, they just kill off Johnny Cage.
0: Biggest flaw in the whole thing.
1: Like, he's one of my favorite, you know, and my my friend Jack had a great point to that where he said, well, it is Mortal Kombat. And I was like, hey, well. Well. But it's like, and then they (laughs)
0: replace him with Jax, and it's like, who cares about Jax? I mean, he's fine. Who cares about Jax? He's fine. He has the, the, you know, the bionic arm, but great. I know. Anyway, but yeah, Rush Hour 4, I think that 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 sounds like it could be fun. Rush Hour 3, quite a bit of a disappointment. Um, I've only
1: seen it the once. Honestly, true. I think I've only seen, only seen it, it once time. or twice. Yeah. But um and I just remember being disappointed, but you know. I love watching Jackie Chan
0: do I, I think that that's where Jackie Chan really hit his stride because he was doing so many so many Chinese movies like you know and uh, doing all of the martial arts and everything that he's so good at but when he started himself, doing yeah. when he started doing rush hour and Shanghai Noon he started doing like the funny martial arts you know yeah comical bits yeah, yeah. and so it, he's so good at that where he's well, fighting and he has like yeah. and he's like uh he's got a steering wheel um yeah handcuffed to his arm and he keeps using that as a prop and like he is so good at just using the things around him and it makes the scene not only like super epic and awesome but it's also really funny so
1: well the thing is with Jackie Chan's fighting style what differentiates him from other I don't know, like uh, martial arts actors, is he is always the underdog. In every single scene that you'll ever see him fighting in, no matter what he's always on the low end of things. He's always kind of getting his butt kicked. He's getting something thrown into his eye, and he's like, ah! Or, like, he'll get his, you know, fingers smushed by something, and he's like, ooh! Yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah, help, no. You know, kick butt.
0: He has so many good, like, reaction faces, just, ah, ooh, ah, ooh! You know, yeah. like, he ah, like oh. he's always struggling so much, and it's, and it's, that's a really, really crucial part of a lot of fight sequences, is, is okay. knowing that the main character is struggling, because I think that that's where a lot of movies get flawed, if you throw it's like the Superman logic. If Superman's in a fight, you're not worried about it because Superman's never gonna get hurt. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. no stakes yeah. involved with Jackie Chan. There are
1: always or pork chops. <sighs> <laughs> what you two chicken? Uh, I would I'll I would keep these things bacon. Yeah, I would ask
0: you for more, but I don't want to grill you. You know what I'm saying? um Uh, sorry dude no it's cool i think we burned that joke uh anyway let's (laughs) (laughs) but um i i do think that he he has such a good fighting style and he really hit his stride and i would love to see jackie chan return to form because i haven't seen him do anything of note in a long time He was fine in the karate kid uh i didn't see that new one, the foreigner i didn't want to see that i didn't either uh i'm sure it's i'm sure it's fine but uh, and also
1: uh you look at the other side of things, and you gotta give you gotta give props to uh to Chris Tucker. You know he is you you couldn't have had anybody else in that role. I wouldn't even take I wouldn't take Eddie Murphy. I wouldn't take Chris Rock. You know it's just Chris Tucker. Like yeah, he's
0: fantastic. He, he's so good. He
1: is the one for that, and their chemistry is outrageous. Yeah. Uh, so I love that. Also, it's another one of those movies where the outtakes at the end are kind of funnier than like they're even. You know, more funny than the actual movie itself. I love that.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I agree, man. What, what does he say? Shishini uh, or uh, when he's trying to when he's trying to say something in Chinese and he just can't pronounce yeah.
1: it. Shishini. Shishini. Mehamni.
0: Yeah,
1: I can't remember. The filca
0: fish. The fish. The fish. Kelsey was it Kelsey or Chelsea?
1: Chelsea.
0: You only five of that.
1: million dollars. You think you can have Kelsey Cotter? Yeah, yeah. Chelsea, Kelsey Cotter? Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: So good. All uh, right. well, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to Rush Hour if it, uh, if it does indeed ever come out. So that would be awesome. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, my bro down... I don't know. I actually have a pretty big bro down. So I don't know maybe if we need to just put a put a pin on it at some point. But um, there were a lot of there were a lot of trailers that came out during the Super Bowl. And just over the last month, I feel like we've gotten a lot of trailers. And so I'm kind of curious as to what the big ones were for you. I know that during the Olympics the other day, they aired the new trailer for the Incredibles 2, which is something yeah. that. I have been looking forward to for my entire you know ever since the first Incredibles came out. Ten
1: years, yeah. And they long, had that little. Even more. They had
0: that little thing at the end that pretty much teased a sequel. And The Incredibles is probably my favorite Pixar movie. Like I love that. I love. I the think so too. Yeah. Um. And so it's primed for a sequel. So I'm super excited to see that come out. Uh. But Ready Player One had an uh, awesome trailer as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Jurassic World kind of had a better trailer.
1: I, yeah. That's a whole nother discussion. That is. We'll, we'll talk Jurassic World at some point here. We need to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But,
1: uh, no. I mean, maybe we need to just do a podcast on Jurassic World before the second one comes out.
0: Maybe we need to do a podcast on Jurassic Park and then we'll talk Jurassic World beforehand.
1: (laughs) 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 That's, yeah, that's probably the right way to go.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. I, I th- I'm looking forward to The Incredibles, and uh, maybe let's just talk about Ready Player One because I'm so
1: freaking excited for that movie, man. Okay, yeah, there you go. Okay, so that's the Bro Down Ready Player One,
0: pretty much. Yeah, I, I wanted there was a couple things I talk, could have talk about, but
1: uh, uh, to start this, this the, the most recent trailer, how it's just the come with me and you'll see that choice on the music. Oh, man. Like, and it shows the, uh, what, is, what is it, the, the crystal key or? Uh, yeah, yeah, the crystal, crystal key. Crystal key or whatever. That going into the lock. I, I can't even tell you. Uh, Steven Spielberg, um, Ernest Klein, right? Is it Ernest Klein? Uh, I just, so far what I'm the most excited about is the fact that uh, Ernest Klein has been a, a heavy part of the production of this movie and has had a a really a a strong hand in it. Um, and is working with Steven Spielberg and so far just from all the trailers, like I can tell that it's going to be its own movie and it's going to be its own thing. And it can't be exactly like the book, but I, I just have this feeling that I, I'm not going to be disappointed with the directions that they take, you know, and the little side things that they do or, or the things that they cut out. Um, I, I mean, it's one of my favorite books, man. And so I am just, and just the fact that like, this is one of my favorite books and I read it like, you know, a year and a half ago or two years ago, which I'm hoping to read it again before the movie. But, uh, you know, it's so quick. Like I just read this thing. It just kind of popped into my whole world and universe as one of my favorite things and then all of a sudden there's a movie coming out and that's what's most exciting it's just like oh my gosh now we get a movie like this is just yeah i'm stoked yeah man i
0: i am so excited like i that trailer just blew me away the the choice to use the willy wonka song i mean that was that's one of my favorite songs i love willy wonka so uh i know Super excited for that super excited and I think that just the the freedom that Steven Spielberg has with that movie and then his cooperation with Ernest Klein, I think that we really could get and it says it in the trailer and that's like a big selling point for the book is this it's a holy grail of pop culture you know what i mean it's going to be just so many things that we all love shoved into one movie and they show they show like a bunch of guys running on the street and then it looks at what they actually look like in the oasis and they're the spartans from freaking halo and you're like Gosh, yeah, Master you know, Chief. Yeah. just the attention to detail to throw so many things that we all know and love, and you know, one of the characters is wearing the Iron Giant un or um whatever, whatever they, they, you know, they all get a robot at, yeah. at some point in the movie. Um, I mean, that's it's just so so cool to see, and that whole chase scene. It looks like they're going through uh kind of the what, what are the little car things that we used to always get when we're little uh oh like uh, uh hot wheels it looks like hot wheels, hot wheels tracks yeah. you know that's that i mean there's just so much in there and and you know i know that they're gonna make a lot of they're gonna make a lot of decisions and a lot of choices to change things around but i really i really don't think that i'll mind it that much because i do understand that they have to condense it down to a two-hour movie and it's you know at the end of the day that that book doesn't translate that well to screen. You know what I mean? It would be yeah. it would have to be a long movie and there's some stuff that would just seem silly. So I understand that I'm not going to go in there and see an exact representation of the book, but I think that the the base of the book will create an awesome movie. And if Steven Spielberg and Ernest Klein come up with a good screenplay for it, or they have already, it should be something that will be incredible. And hopefully, I mean, maybe it'll improve upon the book. Maybe I'll even like the movie more than I liked the book. So, I guess yeah, who knows? Yeah, but I think I think it, it's going to be sweet. I'm super. There's
1: been there's been some uh. I guess some some people I've already heard about kind of argue about this, and mm-hmm. I've I kind of have my qualms with it as well. There's uh, a couple Overwatch characters in the trailer so far. There's Mercy, and then there's uh, Tracer in one of them. Uh, it's a super popular PlayStation Four game from Blizzard, and uh, super fun game actually. Heard Love of it? Love playing it, but uh, yeah, it's great. But uh, <laughs> there there's the point to make. Like, look, like that wasn't in the book, and. Uh, you know, we don't want that as... It, it kind of just seems like a scape just to throw in more popular things to get people to come out. But then there's the other hand of it that I can honestly understand and relate. And this thing's taking place in like 2040 or something like that. So, you know, uh, if this is in, say, the world that we live in right now, uh, that would be a part of this someday. So, yeah, I can kind of understand both sides, but that's been... That's just... That's honestly the only only thing i've heard about it so far but i mean everybody's looking forward to it yeah time. you know it's just at this point it's just nitpicking
0: i think that it, anybody that thinks that though i mean that's the point that's the point of the book is that the only limit to the oasis is the limit of your imagination or anybody else's imagination so anything that can be conceived could be in the oasis so yeah, yeah. to say that if it's not in the book then it shouldn't be in the movie it's like Anything can be out there, and if they're going to change stuff up, why not throw in some really cool characters from why stuff? You know what I mean? It's like why I think it
1: was more so just like you see the trailer, and i I remember the first time I saw the first trailer, and I saw Tracer in there, and I was like, eh, what is that doing there? <laughs> you know yeah, kind of one of those like you feel a little sour about it, and I
0: get it. But like, at the same time, to market this to a mass audience and try to get as many people to go see it as possible. Just throw in a bunch of stuff, you know? If somebody sees Donkey Kong running around, they're going to be like, Oh, cool. Donkey Kong's in that movie. I want to go see that. Or they see some yeah. character from Mortal Kombat, and they're like, "I love Mortal Kombat. I want to go see that movie." And even if they're on screen for like two seconds, it's still like, "Oh, that was so funny when it Donkey doesn't Kong showed up." You, you know, know, it's you can literally include anything, and that's and that's adding
1: the Spartans in was a great. I know idea. exactly.
0: You know, it's like, and we're not going to complain about that. I don't remember them being in the book, but I'm no. I'm down with that. And did he drive a Delorean around? That much yeah, in the book? Yeah. Well,
1: I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I remember him. He much,
0: flew but... around in an X wing.
1: Yeah, flew around in an X wing, and then uh, drove around a DeLorean.
0: Oh, okay, maybe maybe he did have the DeLorean for a lot, a lot more. Because I remember it showing up, but I don't remember it being like a key thing. Dude,
1: the scope of this movie is just like especially like the scope of the book is ginormous. Yeah. I mean, this is like an endless universe in a virtual reality. System, you know, inside the Oasis, but it's like it's limitless. Like, you can go anywhere if you have the money in the game. Yeah. And so it's like, gosh, man, like, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to pull it off, but to see that on screen is just going to be so freaking cool. And the casting so far is a great job. Uh, What's his name? The bad guy in Rogue One. And he's been in, he was in Dark Knight Rises. Was oh yeah, the guy name? from
0: Vertical Limit. <laughs> I can't
1: remember.
0: <laughs> I can't. I can't remember his name. That,
1: that's the you know. That's the guy that. That's
0: the role you think. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I think of every. That's what I think of every time. He is though. He's he is the hippie He's guy. So bloody white guys. It's bloody
1: wrong you know, with are they you. Australian.
0: Yeah, I think that they're supposed to be. Are they Australian or are they from New Zealand?
1: New Zealand. I think they might be New Zealand. Aussie or
0: Kiwi. I can never remember. I just That's like funny. saying kiwi. Uh, uh, he uh, wants I know to say it. I know <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah, anyway, like he's he'll be great. Uh the casting is spot on. That girl from uh what's the the Aziz Ansari show. Um
1: Uh Limitless.
0: <laughs> Aziz Ansari the uh I know,
1: Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> Why can I not think of that name? Law and Order. That's horrible. SVU. That's it. SVU. No, I can't think of it either, man. I never watched that show. Actually,
0: you never watched it. No. Oh man, it's really good. Oh, I cannot
1: believe. I that. think I had a little bit. I had a little bit too much Aziz Ansari from Parks and Rec. I love him. I think he's funny. Um, but I just didn't want to watch that show
0: yeah no, I hear you he He does get a little bit old after a while, but if you take some time off, then you get back into him, and it's great. still can't do it his
1: op his opening bit from one of his standups is like one of my favorites. He comes on stage and he's like, All right, so raise your hand in here if you haven't seen the Dark Knight. and then some people raise their hand. And he's like what the heck are you doing? That movie's amazing. Why not you seen He starts like ripping on him. Uh, I love that. Yeah. No, it's great. Anyway.
0: Um, cool. Well, that's, yeah. We're both looking forward to Ready Player One. We're going to have our good friend Jack Ebenstein on the podcast yeah. to talk about it, which I'm looking Ebensteine. forward to. Ebenstein. Ebenstein. Do it. <laughs> what are you doing? Get down. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> uh, actually...
1: Kill me! Kill me, <laughs> it, Jamie!
0: No, actually, I had, a, I had a moment at work the other night, and, you, you know, working in a restaurant business, that uh, if you have open tables for a long time... Then you you just want them to get sat because it's like money that you're not making. Yeah. You know? And my tables were sitting open for a long time. And I seriously just wanted to, I was like in my head just thinking, do, do boy, it. Seat me. Do it now. Do it. <laughs> Come on, Lemire. Come on. Do I'm it. Right
1: here. Do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, um, so moving on, shall we jump in to the Black Panther?
1: Step into the spotlight Say my name Yep Oh. It makes you feel it. You just feel so much cooler Sometimes when you watch those scenes <laughs> Like in this movie I was just like Why can't I dress like that And be cool like that I know I wanted to have A cool like dread ponytail On top of my head <laughs> I know I'm trying to like Amazon grills already To wear around Gosh and Then I'm gonna do it And people are gonna be like Gosh you're just an idiot Okay, so my general
0: reaction on this movie, uh, I was looking forward to it a lot, and it did not disappoint. It's not my favorite Marvel movie. It's definitely the coolest Marvel movie ever. Yeah. This, and this is one of the coolest movies I've ever seen. You know what I mean? It's just every character in it, you're just like, wow, you're cool. You know what I mean? It's just, I know. And I mean, I would say that's like... 60% Michael B Jordan. Like he he is just
1: I would I would beg to differ and say 75.
0: <laughs> yeah. Michael B Jordan. And that's yeah. that's kind of to the detriment of that character's franchise is that I know that character like the the bad guy in this is so good. But let's we'll get to that in a bit. I d- I do yeah. love this movie though and I thought that they did a fantastic job and I think that it does more than just make a good Marvel movie. It makes a good movie at this particular point in time. And yeah. it, it raises awareness to social standards that we that we do have. You know what I mean? And I think it did I think it does a lot for the black community too, to think that this movie is I mean, how many How many white people are in this movie? Like Martin Freeman and Andy Serkis. I think that's about it. All of the other characters are black. And it is so good. And the director is African-American too. So it's just like, oh, I just, I love it, man.
1: Dude, what Ryan Coogler has done so far, I know we'll probably talk a little bit more about him, but... Uh, I, I honestly don't know his age. I think he's somewhere between like 25 and 29 or 30 or something like that. I, th- I think like he's, he's
0: a little, I think he's 31. Think he's like 31. Yeah.
1: Dude, this guy is so young and he kind of came out of nowhere with Fruitvale Station. And, uh, I believe that did really well at Sundance or one of the festivals. Yeah. It did, it's not and like
0: it made a ton of money or anything, but it did, it was a, a success, uh, as far as awards and stuff like that go or at least critical yeah. response, you know?
1: And then, uh, and then you know, absolutely knocks it out of the park with Creed. Uh, as soon as I saw that movie, it quickly became possibly my favorite sports movie. Um, it's right up there, at least. And uh, and then you know, seeing that him and Michael B. Jordan are working together for the third time, doing a superhero movie, yeah, my hype was pretty far up, man. And uh, yeah, I would say it, it. Yeah, it it did not disappoint at all. I think there was y- you know, I always go into a movie just kind of hoping it's the best movie I'm ever going to see in my life, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And so there were there were moments in it when I was like, yeah, "Okay, okay, okay." But um as a whole, yeah, I would agree it's probably not my favorite Marvel movie, but like aesthetically it's the coolest. Um they did a great job with character development. Uh I think it has probably I don't know if I'd go to Go to say, uh, yeah, probably the best villain so far in a in a Marvel movie. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can go all the way. There, I, but... You know,
0: and and that the only real response to that would be Loki. And I think yeah. at the end of the day, Loki is probably a better villain. But I mean, but that's not to say that you know, er- Eric Killmonger. And he has more is...
1: screen time. Exactly. You
0: know? Yeah, and I mean, yeah, he's had he more just... time to develop. And this, you know, well. We'll get into that, but um, we'll get into that. yeah, I think that as far as director-wise, director, director wise though, like Ryan Kugler, I think that him being 31 years old, he kind of grew up in a younger generation, and I think that he understands what people think is cool. You know what I mean? And I mean, yep. that sounds kind of silly, but it, it really is something to define what looks cool, what feels cool, what makes us as an audience go... Dang, dang. you know what I mean? Like we, cause, <laughs> because there are moments in this movie where you're just like, dang, that was cool. You know what I mean? Dang, dang. And he and he does that again, again and again in Creed because Creed was such a cool movie. And this is the exact same thing. It's just it's cool, man.
1: It's a, it's like the it's like the the small bit in Creed where he's like, uh, don't you want to take this piece of paper? And he's like, no, I got it on here. And shows his phone. And he's like, well. What if you lose that thing? And he's like, "It's already up in the cloud." And then Sylvester Stallone kind of looks up, like that little comic bit. Everybody in the movie theater goes, "Ah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, that's relatable." And like, yeah, he's just so good at he's he's just great, man. I think everything he's done so far has been incredible. And Michael B. Jordan's awesome too. Yeah, and we'll talk totally. about him more, but, but I think he under.
0: I think he understands the importance (laughs) of like character introductions too. You know what I mean? Like every time the Eric Killmonger pops on screen, it's super focused and making sure that you understand how adversarial this guy is and he is a force to be reckoned with. And he does take the necessary time to like really make that, let, let that character sink in. And you have the mysterious aspect from the beginning where you're like, I don't know, where does this guy come from? And then you find out it's just like it hits really hard. And so it, it's, it's, a good, it's a good move because he made us love the bad guy in this movie so much that you kind of are rooting for him. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like he is the bad guy, and you don't agree with what he's doing, but at the same time, you do love that character.
1: And that's what you have to do with a bad guy. Yeah, You have to do that. You have to because get the audience to root for them a little bit. If you absolutely hate the bad guy, you're like, okay, well, I just want the good guy to win. But like you know Heath Ledger's Joker or uh, Heath Ledger's Joker or but well and
0: that Michael B Jordan said that he did try to uh, he he watched The Dark Knight quite a bit and kind of studied what Heath Ledger did with that character because he wanted he wanted to get a performance on screen that was um, that was a very good nemesis for the Black Panther yeah and so and I think that he I mean performance wise Michael B Jordan let's I love him.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll talk more about that, but also this movie had a really cool feel to it, and what I've, I've actually, I did a little research on it, and apparently Ryan Coogler, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but he, uh, he wanted to make kind of a James Bond-esque film. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, he was very, like, heavily influenced by James Bond, and if you look at it as a whole, it's very similar, it has, like, the casino... Uh, you know, behind the, you know, under the radar scene. It has, like, a Q character and his sister. Mm-hmm. Um, The cool car that, like, operates itself, all the gadgets, the gizmos. Um, it's just, yeah, man, it, it was just so cool. And then starting with, like, the characters, you know, kind of, it's like a James Bond film where it's, like, the very first kind of, like, beginning of the movie, it just shows him off on some sort of quest that is kind of irrelevant but he's just it's like a an opening scene where you he can show how awesome he is. Yeah. You know, you get to see how amazing Black Panther is just in that opening scene. So I love it, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um just real quick, what do you think about since he is the lead of the movie? What do you think about Chadwick Boseman?
1: Um Huh. So yeah, you go ahead. Well, he he's actually. kind
0: of one of those actors that he's been in a couple things, mostly sports movies. I think that he was Jackie Robinson, right? And then he was in some football yeah. movie, maybe too. I can't remember everything that's on his uh, on his list there. But he's one of those actors that I think I'm trying to find like something that would be analogous to him. But he's he's fine. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like I completely just. Think that he's the best or anything, but he's pretty good, right? Yeah, like he's good yeah. for a su- he's good for a superhero, right?
1: Yeah, uh, sorry, he played James Brown in that Get On Up movie. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I think he's pretty good too. I think he's he's a good actor. His introduction in Civil War was actually really well done. Yeah, I think he had enough screen time, so you got to know him. And I think he does a great job with it. I don't think there's really any point where I'm going, eh, can we get a better guy than this guy? You know, I (laughs) think he's.
0: Taking a look around a little
1: longer. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, come on. I think we could do better than this. Uh, No, he's he's great. Yeah, he He, was. And I think part of it is that he does get
0: upstaged a lot by Michael B. Jordan. So it's not fair in this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, and I think that that is, although I do love the bad guy in Michael B. Jordan's performance, it does kind of overshadow the actual point of the movie a little bit. I know. You know what I mean? I know. Because he is so
1: awesome. So, I mean, but. And he's so awesome. And also, I mean, there's, uh, it's got to be hard to be a leading man in a movie where you have uh, Michael B. Jordan, uh, Forrest Whitaker, I guess, uh, Martin Freeman, and Andy Serkis. And Dan- Daniel Kaluuya. Who's nominated yeah. for best actor this year? It's like I don't know. You gotta, you gotta get your chops up. <laughs> I know, especially if you're the leading man because you gotta. I mean, when you're surrounded by all those people, but I think a really cool thing that happens when you're surrounded by all those people, at least from what I hear, is you end up acting better. You know, you're doing a scene with Martin Freeman. You're doing a scene with Martin Freeman. You know, yeah, like you, totally. He's great, and so it complements you. And I think that's been working really well. With Chadwick Boseman, uh, Civil War definitely as well. You know, him being aside all those people, it's like, what better way to start off your Marvel career than just to be in a movie with all of them? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, so
0: don't you think it's kind of funny that the two white characters, Martin Freeman or uh, well, I don't know what his name is, and that Martin Freeman and Andy Serkis, both guys that were in Lord of the Rings.
1: Dude, uh, the interview scene is just like the riddle scene all over. I again. know With riddles the in the dark. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, and it's and that's you know that could rival a favorite scene because of Andy Circus.
0: He is so good. He, what song does he sing?
1: Ah, uh, he was
0: singing something, and I, I was
1: like, "That's great,
0: love that, hilarious." So,
1: dude, he he had a whole twist on this character was that was different than anything I've ever seen him do. And that's what surprises me about that guy all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. You kind of love seeing like, a bad guy that like it's all kind of a game to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he really doesn't yeah. care, and he just thinks he it's did fun. not care at all. Yeah, and uh, so I loved I, I, I loved uh, his character. Um, but let's let's too. dive into the plot of the movie. We've been we've been talking okay. talking enough. Uh, so at the beginning of the movie, what does it say? 1994, I think. I think so. Something yeah, like that. It's Oakland, California, 1994, and we get introduced to. Uh, the what is it? The king's brother, the king's younger brother, who's been a spy yeah. in the United States. So played by Sterling K. Brown. So we're to assume that this guy came from Wakanda, and then he moved to L.A. He uh, was able to represent the um, represents, excuse me, uh, try to prosecute O.J. Simpson, and then it was unsuccessful. What? And then he moved up to Oakland, right?
1: I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Did you did you watch the People vs OJ Simpson or whatever it is that Netflix uh, show? I watched a couple episodes. Is he in that? He's in
0: it. He's the prosecutor. He's one of the prosecutors. Yeah, Come on, it was an easy God, joke. Yeah. It was funny. It was, and good. it's it needs uh, like exact timeline too. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> um, gosh, I know it's the same thing as like they should have had little Damian Lillard playing on the court when those little kids are playing basketball.
0: Gosh, that would have been great too. Yeah,
1: he's my favorite person from Oakland. Who's yours? Oh, uh, Mr.
0: Cooper, hands down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, I can't remember what
0: that guy's name is. Remember, you know, who Mr. Cooper is though. He's the he's the guy in the cab at the beginning of Armageddon. Cause we are in a traffic jam.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. 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 The, yeah, the, yeah like yeah. the foreigners, the foreigners that don't understand him at all, and yeah. he's kind of just like showing them the route. Yeah, yeah. Um Anyway, Mr. Okay. Cooper,
0: love it. Uh so love it. But the movie starts out, and this guy has been a spy in the United States, and then the king of Wakanda comes to visit him and finds out that he's been kind of betraying his people. And so after that, uh he ends up killing his brother to save Zuri, the guy that was the other guy that was there, who is Forrest Whitaker's character later on. And then Save the Rebellion. And you but actually let's Let's hold off on saying what okay. happened there because might be something interesting. But I did love that scene. I did love that and I loved kind of the immediate start out playing basketball. And yet again, didn't have to be playing basketball. But what's cooler than basketball? You know what I mean?
1: What is cooler than
0: basketball? What's, That's what's cooler thing. than yeah. a couple kids playing basketball on you know, just on the street?
1: It's great. It's why Space Jam did so well. I know. You know. I can't believe i my, little comply. Michael playing with his dad.
0: Doing pretty good, son. Uh, yeah. Shooter again.
1: <laughs> hey, that's pretty good, son. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's like, oh, I can make it. I'm going to be the best in the world someday. <laughs> um,
0: I'm going to play for North Carolina. Then oh, on to the NBA. God. Sorry. Oh, I, I love could quote it. quote that
1: whole scene. It's such a good movie. Um, yeah, and starting from there, you know, one thing that I liked about this movie, maybe I'll talk about it a little more, is right from the get-go, uh, get-go right there, um, he kills his brother with, like, the hand, you know? He, like, kills him with, like, his, his claw thing. And you kind of realize that this movie's not afraid to go there. And yeah, they kill people throughout a lot. They kill a lot of people. Like, there's a throat that's cut, uh, a girl that's, like, shot in the face. Like, there's a lot, of, a lot of that, which not a lot of Marvel movies really go there. It's usually at, like, the very end of the Marvel movie and the bad guy dies. And you're like, oh, wow. Um, but it's like, you know, we've talked about this. In, uh, in uh, Age of Ultron, where, uh, or maybe it wasn't it, no, it was a Civil War, where Captain, or sorry, uh, Iron Man's friend, what's that guy? War Machine. Don Cheadles. Yeah, War Machine. When he falls and he doesn't die, you're like, just kill somebody off, please. Can what are these guys? Like, Come did. on, there's got to be some stakes here. There's got to be something. Like, in Age of Ultron, they kill the Flash guy or whatever, that, you know, Silver, silver Streak, what's his name?
0: Mm, Quicksilver. Quicksilver.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Let's kill the, know, the kill most least own. the least important guy that we just got introduced to. I know. To us it's in this like
1: it, there's no character introduction. You don't even know him. It just feels like a lot of times they play it very safe because maybe they need these movie they need these characters for you know a different movie. This movie, however, not afraid to go there. Kills everybody. Yeah. And you love it. It's just yeah. like okay, sweet. This is a very you know out of control situation we got going on here. Yeah. You know, let's see where it goes. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, very it it was very good. Um so just to cuz we are going to kind of walk through the plot and um I mean probably hurry up through the first like little bit of this movie. Um but I, I would say this might be a good point just to say if you haven't seen the movie, just stop listening. Uh go see it. We're going to probably reveal potential spoilers from this point out. And so I'd rather that we just not. Ex- spoil anything for you because it's a really good movie and i think that there's even stuff at the beginning that might expose parts of it
1: go to the box office you buy the ticket you get the popcorn you get the bunch of crunch you get the icy and you sit in the theater and you watch this movie that's what you need to do so if you're listening right now stop and go do it stop buy and watch Okay, so this movie, this movie after after
0: that brief introduction, we kind of get we try to get a feel for the Black Panther and uh, what's his actual name? T'Challa,
1: is that it? T'Challa. Yeah, Chadwick Boseman,
0: and he's going on some raid and he blows up a bunch of cars and then he rescues uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character, who I cannot remember what her name is. Nakia. Yeah, and they have the hilarious bit of. I did not freeze.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like that.
0: Just don't freeze. He's like, I'm not going to freeze. And then he freezes. At the same time, though, it's like when they said that joke, I was kind of like, oh, so this is the humor that we're going to have in this movie. So we're going to get the cheese. Yeah, it's like it was just fine. But like at the same time, this movie wasn't funny and there were a couple of jokes that, like, they tried to shoot out there that were kind of like, eh, you know, it's fine. Yeah. And so yeah. at a certain point, I kind of wanted – I almost was just like, you just don't really need to make this a funny movie. You can yeah, just make it, kinda, you can make it serious, and we love it for that reason. I love this movie yeah. for, you know, whatever. But there was – yeah, there was a couple of missed, missed jokes. There were some funny ones, though. There were uh, – I don't think Martin Freeman was as funny as I – was hoping for so
1: he was interesting
0: yeah for sure but anyway there were there were some there were some good jokes but at the same time it was like well, you don't have to be hilarious to be a marvel you don't movie. gotta be that funny yeah. it's like yeah this can be a serious marvel movie and that's fine we love it for that well reason. you
1: realize that you're getting you know you're gonna be getting mozzarella yeah you know yeah, what i mean exactly right then and there you're like okay we're going shredded mozzarella on this which i love mozzarella me too um but we're not getting Gouda, you yeah. know. We're not getting, not were, getting the good stuff. Which I don't even like the good stuff that much, but <laughs> <laughs> there,
0: is, there were there were no LOLs for me. There were mostly just
1: oh, oh, <laughs> 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 kind of like a kind of like an unsure like Ooh, okay. <laughs> not so much hilarious
0: as it was just oh that was a cute joke. <laughs> okay. Know? Great, Um, Uh, but so he goes on that thing, and I and I do like the romance between him and Lupita Nyong'o, like from the very start. I was like, that's great, love that that he's just got yep. this ex that she doesn't wanna have to do the whole like royal family and stuff because she doesn't necessarily agree with the agenda of the royal family and keeping uh-huh. and keeping Wakanda a secret and not, you know, using their resources to help others and all of that stuff. Uh so I I really enjoyed that. What did you think about this whole like isolationist um ideology that the Wakandans have of not not sharing the fact that they have this resource vibranium that is potentially uh boy is super powerful but potentially could yeah. create a different world um depending on who uses it which is the point of the movie but
1: i think it's i think it's interesting and it just set up the plot so well because it's just like you can see it happening this has been passed down for generation to generation to generation and it's something that has now just kind of gotten outdated but nobody has realized that really yet. Or at least nobody's taken the steps to go, okay, guys, let's rethink this a little bit. Yeah, um, It's a different time. It's a different world. And so, uh, yeah, I really liked what, what ended up happening in the story because of all that. And uh, But at the same time, I mean, that, that was so cool, that first time they fly through the trees or whatever oh. and they go into Wakanda. Just that idea of, like, some sort of Atlantis. Yeah. Um, or uh you know whatever sacred city uh that's that's super cool yeah i love that idea uh yeah really cool
0: i'm kind of curious as to like how long that they've they've been using the technology that they have it's like have they been sitting there for like a thousand years just i know freaking running around and even a hundred years like
1: Imagine looking at the 1920s and then having, like, a hover car and then just, like, flashing over to New York City and people are, like, kind of just trying to make it and getting yeah. there. But
0: yeah. Yeah. Like- I guess I kind of – I would love, like, a timeline of, like, how long they've been utilizing this technology. Yeah. Um, so another, another big thing, though, is I, – and I almost forgot to bring this up, but, man, that – intro where they showed just like the graphics and explained the history of the country that was one of the best scenes of exposition i've ever seen in my life i was like you just explained a history of an entire people to me in like a minute and a half and Uh i totally got it you just freaking it was just so amazing i was like, that was was brilliant yeah that was such a good little scene and it totally set up to
1: flash with like tanks and stuff and planes like oh man that was
0: Yes, yeah. we. I was, and it was just you know because there, there's so many movies that they would have they would have spent the first twenty minutes trying to explain all of the history of Wakanda, and Ryan Coogler just does it in a minute and a half, and he's like, "That's it. That's all you need to know. Really, just
1: break." Okay, cool. We're set up. We're good to go. Yeah,
0: strip it down to the bare minimum of what you need to know. We get it. Make it. Keep it simple. You know, I always tell people, "Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid." So that's that's how the what's up with the oh, main audience? Oh my gosh! Hey, what is it, what, is, what is that in? That's uh that's the office. Michael always keep says keep it simple kiss. stupid. Yeah, keep it simple stupid. But uh, anyway, so I I love that, but um I do I do really love just the idea of this Wakanda people just isolated and just experiencing such a ridiculous technological growth. Um, so I found that very interesting. And when he gets home, he becomes king. And it
1: makes you curious, you know? I mean, what kind of technology is out there right now that we don't know about? You I know? know, exactly. It's gotta be some shape or form of that in our world that we live in today. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there has to be something like that happening. But not, maybe not nearly to the level of, like, Wakanda. But I'm sure there's some sort of technology that exists out there right now that's just, like... St- crazy well there it's is just, a, I think that there is a lot of
0: yeah, I think that there is i think that they um they say that usually technology is about ten years farther than than we know that so there's yeah. there's things that exist that we don't really know, but they're ridiculously technologically advanced, so like something like the iPhone uh would be far would it would have been around you know twenty years ago, but we just didn't realize it Can you still yeah, hear me
1: absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay,
0: cool. Um, yeah, so I mean, but anyway, I mean, there. Yeah, who knows what's out there right now? But I love, the, I love this take on it, and I also like the implications that it sets. Of what do you do? with this amount of power, because, you know, in 19, 1945, the United States comes up with a new, with a new, you know, uh, the ability to split an atom and create an atom bomb. And look what that did to the world, like the difference that it made. And it's like what this would be kind of another version of that, where it's like, okay, now we have this vibranium thing that is ridiculously powerful. How does that change the, change the world? Yeah, landscape how does that change world? everything? And if you yeah. have, you know, a small, small African country that has this power, what does the rest of the world do? If they introduce, you know, well, at the end of the movie, they they do something and they introduce it at the UN. Again, if you're mad that I just spoiled something, should have gone and seen the movie. We told you, no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but at the I end of the movie, you. they introduce it to the United Nations. And it's like, what happens at that point? Is the UN going to be like, hey, you got to hand over this technology? And Wakandans are like, no, we're just saying that we are happy to help but we're not going to give yeah. this technology to everybody else because we don't we don't want everybody to misuse and abuse it. And
1: then there's just an invasion to try to steal it and you know, then things just get worse. But I guess nobody really knows where Wakanda is still. No, like I where, think they like the real Wakanda. Is. I think that they know. So they're they're just like kind of opening it up to everybody at the end is that what they're doing? They're like opening the portal thing.
0: Well, yeah, it's like it's like they have a uh, they have like a bubble that makes it appear that they're it's just mountain ranges, and so they have they have people living on the outskirts that make it look like a third world country. Um, but in reality, it's super technologically advanced. But I think that they just kind of they play it like it is. So, but I think that that's another interesting point is that they do have this ridiculous amount of technology, and the rest of the world is kind of catching up to it. So, if there was going to be if there were to be a time to uh tell the rest of the world what you're up to, then this would probably be it because in another like be twenty five yeah. thirty years, we're gonna be at a point where we're about as technologically advanced as as they are, so I thought that was interesting too but anyway, I mean, I hope so that's a lot of a lot of jargon there about the
1: impacts uh, yeah internationally uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay, so um continuing on in the movie uh. It's just taking place pretty close to after Civil War, and he's becoming king. And you get an introduction to his sister and all that stuff, and it kind of goes straight to that Who big ceremony. Who I loved her, I loved her too. Uh, was her name Shuri? Letita Letitia. Letitia Wright.
0: Letitia Wright.
1: Leticia Wright. Um, but yeah, you get the introduction to her and and the whole family, and then it, yeah, it takes you right to that big uh, big ceremony thing, which. That was a lot to take in. That big ceremony when, like, the waterfall and everything splits, and then they're all up on the mountain and stuff, and he's like walking out. I was like, "Whoa, what is happening now?" Like, and then we take
0: away the powers of the Black Panther, and he has to fight as a mortal. I was like, "Gosh, don't
1: take him away. (laughs) He might not get him back." (laughs) Don't take those. Um, That and that's hey, you create the stakes. You do. Yeah. You know, and he created him well. And uh, the only thing is, as soon as Forrest Whitaker walked out, I was like, ah, I forgot he was in this. Yeah. Dang uh, I like Forrest Whitaker. Uh, maybe I don't, though. Maybe we don't. Man, I think he's had some good roles and stuff. But in Rogue One and now this, I am just not. I'm not on board with that guy, really. Yeah. Anymore. I was going to make this. I was actually going to say that. I was going to say him and Daniel Kaluuya. I'm, uh, I think Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya is great in Black Mirror and, uh, and in Get Out. I think he's great. I'm just like, for some reason, both seeing both of them in this movie, I was like, I'm a little tired of both of you right now. Yeah. Probably I didn't, not I didn't Kaluuya need for most people, but I
0: didn't need either of them. And I thought, I thought that the role that Daniel Kaluuya was in, I, I get it. I get it. I get and, it. Too. And we didn't, it. we don't know. I I mean, obviously, this was shot probably at the same time, or maybe even before Get Out. So it's like yeah. we wouldn't real, we didn't know that he was going to have this ridiculous amount of success. But seeing him in, in this after Get Out was kind of like, oh, I think you're he's kinda... going
1: to be in everything now, you know? Yeah, it's just like it was. And it, he things.
0: was fine. His character was fine, but it was yeah. Yeah,
1: he played it played it well. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway, so then yeah, they have the huge thing, and uh, Mbaku challenges him. That guy was great. The apes guy, the from the you know from the mountains, that guy was great, and that was a good battle. And I love how great. they use like the Creed thing with like the tap out and stuff, or just like even like the UFC like tap out. Mm-hmm. I like that.
0: Seemed um, reminiscent and reminiscent of Warrior.
1: It did. It did. Yeah. yeah, little little tap out there at the end, and it's like, you don't have to die right now, man. You don't have to die. Yeah, you Just don't have to tap do this. out. You don't have to do this. Uh, so yeah, that was that was a cool fight, and then he becomes, you know, he truly becomes the king. Like he has to battle. I'm sure most of the time nobody challenges, you know. But it's that's kind of a, it's a cool culture, you know. It's like, all right, he's gonna become, you know. It's like a marriage. It's like if anybody has any. Any uh, problems with this? You know, speak now or forever hold your peace. You know, it's like if anybody wants to challenge this dude and kill him and become king, you can do that now. (laughs) Yeah, this (laughs) is your opportunity.
0: You totally can do that if you want. So
1: it's free. Yeah, you're good to do it. And I do like that.
0: I do like that because that that's something that you see. You know, you have the the line the line of throne of of the throne and who actually um, is next in line to take that and. It's cool when you have a society that they allow a rival challenge. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not necessarily lineage that matters so much as who's really the most capable. And it's a very warrior-based yeah. culture. And so yep. it's like alpha. You know who is the true alpha? Because that's who imagine you if weddings
1: were like that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who wants to challenge? Some dude just like I do. It's like what? <laughs> we have the to fight to the death now. At
0: the same time, though, I did think that that was a little bit interesting because it seems like in the culture of the Wakandans, they might be a little bit more advanced uh, socially than having who's just the biggest baddest dude on the block that will lead us. Because I I would think that I would think that they would um, they would appreciate. Intellectual superiority over physical prowess. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, you'd think that. Yeah, yeah, it's like who's gonna be the actual? Who's gonna be the best leader for us? Not just who's the guy. You that don't can want some big bonehead
1: in charge of like the most advanced technology in the world.
0: Exactly, exactly. So I did think that that was a little bit weird, but I mean, that's that's nitpicking. It was like it was it was great. I did love that part of the movie. Yeah, but so. it was cool. Yeah, and it's also kind of like. That person gets to inherit the Black Panthers powers, who is a superhero. you know what I mean, so it's like, yeah, it makes sense uh but yeah i d I did find I did find the idea of kind of um. You know this monarchy and this king that has the absolute authority. I did find that all a little bit interesting for a society yeah. that is seemingly so advanced. So, but that's just that's a small nitpick, I guess.
1: Yeah, small nitpick. Great scene. Um, but after and that, then, uh, and that that was a great scene. But then you get intru- you get introduced to uh, Eric Killmonger, and that was like one of the coolest scenes ever too. So can we? Uh... I don't know if we're... Are we going to do a favorite scene or anything like that? We can. Uh, Can I just say mine? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, So this was my favorite scene in the movie. And it's hilarious that, like, you know, there's this whole movie and uh, there was so much action, so much, like, you know, uh, heart-wrenching stuff throughout the entire film. But honestly, the look and feel of this scene, the introduction to Eric Killmonger... um, He's standing in that museum and just like what he was wearing and stuff like the baggy T-shirt. He has like the grill in his hair, like all that, the feel of it, the music, like kind of like the hip hop sense. And, uh, you know, he's talking to that lady and she's, you know, this is like, you know, kind of a proper setting. And you put this just young kid, you know, young guy from Oakland inside this like, you know, historic museum. And this lady's probably like, hey. You know, can I help you? Like, what's, what's going on? And he's just so immediately, so confident, and just like sure of himself. And uh, I don't know, man. I just, I, I literally, I seriously, I love that whole feel of that scene. As soon as he came on screen, I was like, yes, yeah, <laughs> this is awesome. You know, well, in the um,
0: in the midst in the midst of this superhero movie, you have a character introduction that immediately introduces you to how. Uh, how bad this character is. And you also just have a brilliant heist. <laughs> you know? I know. They steal yeah. like an ancient artifact from a freaking museum so well mm-hmm. and get away with it. Uh-huh. And it's like, that's a small part of the movie. You know? That that yeah. entire bit could have been the plot of an Ocean's Eleven movie. But they did it as just an introduction introduction to a quick character. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And he's like, and then he looks at the mask and he's like, "Why is that an important artifact too? And he's like, no, nah, I'm just feeling it. No, nah,
0: I'm just feeling it.
1: And I go, oh, dude! <laughs> do you know like, what I did? Awesome. Do
0: you know what I did appreciate though? What I did appreciate him being one hundred with me though.
1: Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> that's David's uh, least favorite line from Creed. From it is. It's the worst. But uh, but yeah, he yeah, that introduction was incredible, and I loved how they got away with it. Also, bring in Andy Circus, kind of having his his whole feel to the whole movie and like the arm that detaches because we know it got cut off in Ultron and then, you know, now it's all like bionic and stuff. That was sick. Um they had like their whole little henchman crew with them and that was sick and uh yeah, so I loved that introduction. It was so cool.
0: I agree, man. I agree. Awesome introduction. Um this leads kind of to the, the next bit. They decide to go after Andy Circus's character and try to capture him because he killed Daniel Kaluuya's father or something like that. And he's an enemy enemy of the Wakandans for various reasons. Yeah, they've uh, been
1: trying to get him for years.
0: Yeah, and so they follow him to –
1: where did they go? Did they go to Beijing? Was that it? It's somewhere. Oh gosh, I can't Somewhere remember. in China. I thought it was or, in China. Uh, it was in China. I think it's China, yeah. Yeah. Um, so
0: they go there, and then they end up running into uh, they run into trouble, and they go on this whole car chase, and they introduce you also to Martin Fre- Freeman's character, Everett K. Ross, uh, which is all very good. Um, that I was watching that scene, and I was thinking to myself, this might be the coolest car chase I've ever seen in a movie." Yeah,
1: it was... That yeah. car
0: chase was unbelievable. Like, I loved that. It was just yeah. having having the Black Panther just riding on top of this car with his sister ghost driving it. She's not even there. She's just driving this car. And then you have the two other characters, Lupita Nyong'o, and then uh, what was the other other lady's name? Who? Uh, oh, shoot. I didn't even write her down. She's no, like, I,
1: I, I, I got her somewhere. Uh, Nakia oh, Okoye. Okoye. Okay. Tenaya Gurira. mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: And so I, yeah. I I really liked I really liked uh everything they were doing and just that the whole car chase was just Well, I love so how cool. the
1: Black Panther just has a, you know, guards that are just these freaking super amazing, you know, women that are just like just like the toughest women you've ever seen, women warriors that are just like, you know, and that's his whole guard. Like I love that. Just that whole feel. It's just like It's so new and different, and that's actually – it actually is how it is in the comics. I was researching that a little bit. Like, that's how they originally wrote that. He just has, you know, a female guard that protects him. It's so sick. What I think that a lot of
0: that has to do also with – it's modeled after, like, feline characteristics. Um, You know, lions or – I don't know if panthers do it too, but obviously – lions in a pride they have the females are the ones who go hunt and everything like that so maybe it's modeled after that a little bit
1: yeah yeah
0: make that's making an analogy to
1: something that i didn't look up or research at all but (laughs) i hope that is indeed correct (laughs) so (laughs) well i have nipples dave can you milk me (laughs) Uh, i don't know why i thought of that line cats um uh
0: yeah cats But uh, so, yeah, I thought I did love that. And it's also in a movie that is, you know, a movie that's so – it seems like it's so much about, like, black empowerment – it also has like this female empowerment too, where it's like, look at yep. these, look at these bad a females, you know, just whooping up on some of these bad guys, and it's it's great. I love it. I love it. So it, I, I'm
1: surprised Whoopi wasn't in there. I know,
0: right? I could have used some Whoopi Goldberg. That would have been fantastic. Used a little whoopie. She's like, you know, sitting there slamming a staff down on some guy's head and coming up with some good line. They don't have one. Uh, yeah. I don't have a good one. Yeah. There's but. no. Yeah.
1: I was kind of half expecting a good line there, but Whoopi. Oh, We're over that one. Why do we uh, always, we bring
0: up Whoopi Goldberg way too much? Like I know it's and and not deservedly so. She just randomly pops up in our conversation, and she I
1: think so, yeah.
0: Which is interesting. Anyway. Sister
1: Act one and two are pretty great.
0: Back uh, yeah, in the habit. No. Sister Act two, I'm, I love Sister Act one's fine, but
1: yeah,
0: <sighs> punch it. Oh, happy day. Happy day. <laughs> All right. All right. Back on track. But I love chase the chase was incredible. The chase scene was awesome. So cool. So it cool. really was. And then you have and the they inter- get him. Huh?
1: Yeah. And they get him. And they, they get him. And the then they, and they have him, they the riddles do. in
0: the dark sequence, except for in a more modern version, which uh-huh. I really enjoyed. Thought that was great. Yeah,
1: Bilbo and Gollum talking to each other really quick.
0: Yep. And then Michael B. Jordan, here he comes, Eric Killmonger,
1: just driving Welcome through the a spotlight.
0: wall. Welcome to the spotlight. Is that Did that come on there?
1: I, I think it was in the movie at some point, yeah. that little song that they used for the trailer.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then they rescue, he rescues that guy. What's his face? I uh, did you know the actual character's name.
1: Uh, Ulysses Claw.
0: That's it. Yeah, Ulysses Claw. And then Martin Freeman gets shot, and so he's taken back to Wakanda. But on the other side of things, uh, Eric Killmonger ends up killing that guy and killing his girlfriend, which, weak bro.
1: See, that was crazy. Yeah, I He know. just shoots her in the head. And then he, uh, you know, I mean, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I guess it wasn't. It's not I'm, like they showed her, like, pretty, did they show her, like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure pretty it's sure. clear
0: that he gone he made the decision to kill her. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um,
1: I... She didn't go through, like, the propellers of the plane. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So, <laughs> you know, we're not 100% sure here. Um, yeah,
0: we didn't see the pulse stop.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then he kills Ulysses' claw, which was crazy. Yeah. You know, and he does the didn't really expect it. shows
0: the lip, you know, yeah, and he's got the, the writing on the on the thing. I was like, great. This is the- how do you
1: expect to get there? And he's just like, what's up? I am Wakandan. Yeah. Oh, man.
0: I just gosh, that character. He is so cool.
1: He's so cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is, man. He's so cool. You know, and I, 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 mean, it's a really good. It's a really good story too. Like they do a good job of everything in this movie is essential to the the, the to the plot. You know. Yeah. It's like in a lot of stuff you'd be like, "Oh, that car chase was unnecessary," and that whole scene. It's just like they just did it to have that, but all of it made like so much sense within the plot. So
1: I know, and then he goes back to Wakanda with Claw, and it's just like. I got something for you, you know? And uh, it's just like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And
0: that's how he gets in. And that's how he gets in. So let's get to the big scene, which this is my yeah. favorite scene. So yeah. he drops, he brings the body back. Bring my body back to my father. But he brings the body. <laughs> <laughs> he brings the body back. He brings the body back. When
1: the connection is broken, you must get back to the Pokey. <laughs> <laughs> Take my body back. Uh, <laughs> Couple of fire. Harry Potter. There you go. I
0: can't mention bringing a body anywhere with that scene.
1: Oh, gosh. Okay.
0: And okay. so, Eric Killmonger brings the body back and <laughs> But that's that's like, you know, that's like bringing that's like your entrance pass into Wakanda cuz then Daniel Kaluuya is like, "Who are you?" And then you can yeah. tell that that guy he already has Daniel Kaluuya. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like after yeah. that scene, that character is like,
1: I don't know this guy, but I like him. But so, I like him. But I like him. And so then, he when- killed the guy that killed my dad. I yeah. Mean, if, you know, yeah. That happened to you, and then some guy showed up with him. You are like, I don't know who you are, but thank you. You know.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: That's, that's great.
0: And then and then that's when Chadwick Boseman uh, T'Challa Black Panther finds out that this guy is actually his cousin and that his dad killed his dad, because he was... Oh, you know what? And they abandoned that child. Go ahead.
1: So to, to rewind a little bit, uh, we kind of over, we skipped a scene. Um, I think one of the, the best-looking scenes in the entire film was after he became the, you know, got back into the Black Panther and he went into, like, that spirit world. Right. Man. Yeah, we did skip With over With all that. the panthers in the tree and uh, the first time you see that and then the dad coming down. Um, I mean, Ryan Coogler just really has a, a good eye for detail
0: in yeah. that scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Crosses the T's and dots the lowercase J's, you know what I dots mean? Dots
1: the uh, lowercase J's. But yeah, um, no, no, I did.
0: Uh, I thought that scene was beautiful and it was, it was a good conversation between father and son. Then he wakes up and he's like, he's there. And he's like all excited yeah. that he just saw his dad. So,
1: see, but then, you know, because uh, I had a conversation with this uh, about this. And the coolest part about that is when he goes back and he, oh, wait, wait, wait. Actually, never mind. Never mind. This is this is uh, in a little bit. So well, mind. I I'll thought bring
0: that up I thought moment. that was that scene was cool. I did think it was kind of weird when Rafiki came in and did the "He Lives in You." He yeah. lives. you know, I thought that whole <laughs> music number was a little out of place. Away, away, the. Love. It threw it threw the movie off a little bit, but then it got right back on track. So yeah, that was a Lion King. I didn't get the thing
1: about everybody you know living in the ocean and them on ships and and singing that song. I just didn't really understand. (laughs) Have you seen Moana? No, I haven't. You've seen? No, I you have I I have,
0: but not well. I didn't like pay attention that much. Were you sick?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But not well. Honestly, me and Dad
0: watched Moana. And for some reason, him and I were, like, in a really jokey mood. And so we kind of, like, picked it apart and made fun of a lot of things. Not, like, deservedly so. We just were both in a jokey mood. And so we didn't give it a fair shot.
1: I hope you get a lot of... A Lot of hate. Yeah, a lot of hate mail. It's
0: not like we are making fun of the movie directly. We're just making fun of things. We're just laughing. Well,
1: who am I to talk? I fell asleep <laughs> <in the> last, <laughs> I missed the last 45 minutes entirely. Hey, I put so. it
0: on I put I put it on the big screen and had my sixth graders sing it the other day. So nice. Well there you yeah, have. Yeah, there you go. I like the I like yeah. the music a lot. Um music. I was
1: making a Lion King reference
0: was, was my deal. I know. Okay.
1: I was trying to cross cross Disney there.
0: Cross genre. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but and so then Uh, after after that point, uh, so Chadwick Boseman now knows that Eric Killmonger is his cousin. And so when he brings uh, Eric to the council and he's like, I know who you are. And that's the only reason I'm letting you speak here, blah, blah. But nobody else knows. And there's that whole like, oh, my gosh, man, the music in this scene is so good. Like, it's just it's a slow build.
1: The start of the scene too is one of the coolest entries to a scene, like visually, that I've like ever seen. It's upside down completely, and the hip hop music comes on, and then it slowly twists around to him walking in. It's just like, oh man, yeah, yeah, what's gonna happen?
0: And that's something that we didn't really mention is that Ludwig Göransson, the guy that did the music for this, in um in collaboration with Kendrick Lamar and in, in various parts of it. Uh, I mean, God. It's such a blend of cultures, you know what I mean? It's like I know. it's really good orchestral pieces that bring a lot of emotion to it, but then I know that he did go and research like just so much African music throughout the years and not not just like within the, like the recent history but like going way yeah. back and including very a great deal of African culture into the Uh music and a lot of very
1: percussion oriented.
0: Yeah. A lot of authentic instruments too, that were used as well. And so you have, you have moments like that. And I know that a lot of people would make the joke. And I just did that. This movie is similar to lion King, but it's like the, the Lion King takes place in Africa, and The Lion King did yeah. the same thing. They looked up that that type of music, you know what I mean, and so you get uh-huh. you get some of those musical cues that sound similar to that. But and it's really cool. It's really well utilized. And then there's also bringing in like a lot of rap elements too. Because that's a huge play into the Eric or the character of Eric Killmonger, you know, yeah. like that's the generation and that's the culture that he lives within. And I love that they that they brought that into the score, and it was like in a subtle way. And so, but oh man, just like when it starts that,
1: yeah,
0: you know, like every time that he came on screen, it did that for like ten seconds or something, and you're like so tight um can't wait yeah i I just got so pumped but so then you know like they're talking with everybody and uh he's like just ask me who i am ask me who i am and then finally that guy goes who are you and just like immediately the rhythm starts and the music flares up and he's like i am king or what's his actual name like he says it he says it in uh the wakandan language Uh, uh
1: i don't even know if i know the actual
0: name and I can't remember all of what he says, but he says I am I am this and that and I am the son of blah 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 and I I have a right to be here and all of that stuff when he introduces himself. And he says it like super passionately in a very Michael B Jordan way. And man, I yeah. was I was so on board with that scene. That was that was so tight. Like I just got jacked and then yeah. he challenges him to his you know, to the right of challenge because he is of royal blood and he. Yeah, has he's that right. so you
1: know the only way after somebody's become king, the challenge is you have to have royal blood,
0: right? Yeah, you know,
1: so like no, nobody outside of the family can challenge, and he does. He's his cousin, you know, mm-hmm. and so yeah, man. And then, and well, then I you're like, that, oh boy, well here we go.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he has he has this thing where they find out that he is from. Uh, wh- whatever covert ops and stuff like that that he served in the American military for a long time, um, but you find out that he was in the American military and his job was to infiltrate various uh, various governments and try to bring them down from from the inside. And so he specializes in exactly what he does in this movie. Uh, yeah. But he does the he challenges challenges the Black Panther and he succeeds and pretty much. I mean, He doesn't necessarily dominate him, but well, it is... well,
1: well. Okay, so yeah, we go back to that huge ceremony thing, um, and yeah, man, like he gets the Black Panther drained from him again, or whatever, and they start fighting, and yeah, I mean, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't necessarily dominate, but the one thing that, like, I was half expecting, but kind of not at the same time, because I was like, I doubt it'll go there. Was for him to just lose, you know, like, I thought there was going to be some scape around it where, like, he was still going to stay king, but maybe he loses the Black Panther and blah, blah, blah. But then he just, he kicks him over the waterfall. He just drops him, or he drops him over the waterfall, and it's just like, I'm your king, you know? And you're like, well, what? I know. You know? And he kills the Forrest Whitaker's character, too.
0: Yeah. It gets out of hand very, very fast.
1: It's outrageous, man. That just just going there with it. He's like, and then you're just like, okay, well, he's king now, you know. Yeah. There's no, there's no way around it. Yeah. And so, and
0: then, I, I mean, thank goodness he didn't slit his throat when he threw him off the the thing. You know. It's like I know. It's very lucky that he didn't. What if he would have <laughs> shot me in the face? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's a risk we were willing to take. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, I mean, it is one of those like convenient plot points where you're like you probably would have stabbed that guy again or something before he threw him over the waterfall yeah. make sure he's really dead. Yeah. But it's fine. It's fine. It's great. It's fine. It's fine. But then Eric Killmonger then proceeds to go into the thing himself. And now he's king and he's taking control, and he goes and becomes a Black Panther, right? And then he goes and visits his – he sees his dad, the guy that would that prosecuted OJ. And I really loved <laughs> – <laughs> I loved that scene, though. When he's talking to his dad and, like, it shows a little kid and him talking to his dad and then it flashes and it's actually Michael B. Jordan and he's, like, crying. I mean, he's such a good emotional actor.
1: You know what I mean? He really is. He does. And you you see it in a lot of scenes throughout this movie, man. It's even, like, even in, like, the not important scenes, you can see, like, tears welling in his eyes. And you're like, gosh. Yeah. This guy is just going all out for this role. Yeah. You know?
0: It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And so then he uh, yeah, he goes into that dream sequence, then he comes back out, and he decides to, I'm going to burn it all. You know, yeah. that whole thing. That scene was so tight. So cool. Okay, so at this point in the movie, uh, Eric Killmonger has become the king of Wakanda, and he is going to utilize these resources to try to pretty much take over the world because he's lived... In Oakland, California, and in 1994, this is at a point in American history where the African American community had experienced a lot of police brutality and a lot of I don't know, just very difficult times. I guess I mean the entire uh, civil rights movement was very difficult. You know, there's tons of tons of difficult times. But he he grew up in. A culture that was very, very much anti, uh, anti-establishment and very anti, uh, pretty much anti-white people. So uh, I found it very interesting that his kind of ideal is to. Take over the rest of the world because now now that he's a black man in a seat of power, he can pretty much uh, pay retribution to the rest of the world for the uh, grievances and difficulties that they've forced upon his people, so to speak, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that that – I thought that that was like a really interesting take on this movie and I kind of love that they did that because I thought that the um, – I thought that – and this might be might be going a little bit too far, but I, I did think that the character of Eric Killmonger was fairly analogous to like Malcolm X – and then the Chadwick Boseman character was fairly analogous to like Martin uh, Martin Luther King Jr. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's like a very different. Yeah. It's a different take on a very similar issue. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. Martin Luther King was very much like we we spread you know we spread our message through love, and Malcolm X was pretty much forget everybody else but ourselves, you know, violence yeah. begets violence pretty much. And so I did, I did kind of like that. And I don't, I don't know if that's exactly what Ryan Coogler was trying to do, but I, I did kind of see that, uh, see that, uh, connection. So, uh, but I thought it was fairly interesting. I did have a little bit of, I held back on, could he really make this all happen, if you jump into this seat of power, would everybody just immediately go along with it and be like, "Yeah, we're Wakanda. Let's take over the world after completely being a peaceful society for however long." You know what I mean?
1: Well, yeah. It seemed as if the uh, the Daniel Kali, Wakabi, uh, that guy's character. It seemed like he had a pretty powerful force. It seemed that he was kind of, you know, maybe some sort of leader of like the armies and stuff. So, uh, I guess that's a little plug that you can have is just like you know well he got that guy on board that guy commands the majority of the force besides uh you know the general probably has the final say that that uh um i forget her i keep forgetting her name okoye yeah um but yeah so you know he gets those people on his side but yeah you know it's it seemed a little all of a sudden he was king and it was like all this stuff is happening Because that scene was so huge when he's like, now I'm king. So you're kind of freaking out, but then you kind of just have to go with it from then on out. You're like, oh, well, he's, okay, well, he's king. Yeah. You know, he's doing all this. So
0: I think, and I think that that's, I think that's really the only flaw in the movie to me is that you kind of just have to go along with the ending and the whole movie before that point is so incredible and then the plot of the movie and what he actually planned to do seems a little far-fetched to me
1: but I was still uh-huh. I was still I was good with it you know and yeah it wasn't so out of the out of the loop and and far-fetched that you kind of lose focus in the whole movie yeah you know? exactly like it was I was still on it board. was fine
0: I was still way into it 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 was a little far-fetched for me but I still uh-huh. I still loved it and I and I do like the idea that that brings you know yeah I, I
1: understand from a story standpoint that that's where you went with it yeah you know like that that's where you had to go with it
0: yeah and I think that I think that Ryan Coogler uses a mar a Marvel movie, which is about the biggest stage you can possibly have within our society, uh-huh. to make yeah. to make a statement within our society as to how we how we deal with social issues. You know, are we going to be the Eric Killmongers of the world, or are we going to be the T'Challas of the world that that fight through peace and fight through support rather than fight through hate? You know what I mean? And I so- think we
1: all kind of want to be Killmonger, but. We're gonna have to be T'Challa.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. You know. Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
0: So I, I, I did think that that was super. That was super cool. Uh, but yeah, and then the you know the whole end of the movie, you find out that, I mean, geez, talk about something I saw coming a mile away. It's like as soon as he went off the cliff, I was like, "Yep, those guys in the mountains are gonna pick him up, and then
1: they're gonna go up there with that M-Baku. little thing and save him, and M-Baku. then Baku, Baku, he's like." I'm going to eat your children. Uh, what did he say? If you say, if you, if you say one more word, I'll feed you to my children. That's feed- no, I'm, I'm just kidding. kidding. We're vegetarians. Yeah, that was a good, that, that was a good laugh. That was funny. And like, he like, that was a funny comic book because it was very realistic. And he like started laughing at himself, you know? Yeah. He said that. And then he was just like comically, he was like laughing to himself. um, I really liked this scene uh, after that where he comes back to life, but, like, right before that when he goes back to the, I keep saying the spirit world because of Last Airbender. Yeah. But uh, when he goes back to, like, that world and he's talking to his dad, uh, I really liked Chadwick Boseman's acting in that scene. It was the first time you really see him get, like, emotional. And he, like, you know, he yelled. And, like, it was it was really good. It was really well done. Mm-hmm. He's, like... I I forget what he says, but mm-hmm. he's basically just saying like, what you know, why are you keeping this all to yourself, blah blah blah, this all this stuff, and he's talking basically to all the past Black Panthers. So, uh, yeah, that was a really cool scene. I liked that, and then when he comes back, the only scene I, <laughs> one of the bits that I did not like is right when he comes back. He immediately goes, "Can I get a blanket?" Yeah, yeah, a little a much. And Maybe. I was like. I was like, "Okay, eh, eh, eh. that was such a powerful scene, you know, just to like, just to be hit with a little, little cream cheese. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, I, I agree. Um, and then I, I did enjoy uh, pretty much the rest of the movie. They go and uh, then the Black Panther shows up and challenges him and says, this is still, uh, I never died, so the challenge is still on. And... Yeah. It's something, it speaks to the character of Eric Killmonger when he's like, I don't know, go kill that guy. And just tells his, you know, tells his entire force to go fight him. And I was like, sweet, yeah. okay. At that point, though, wouldn't those, I just feel like those guys, it's like, you're just going to go kill your other, you know, the old king. You're going to go kill your king wouldn't now, you you're see just see him in a Black him? Panther costume and be like, oh, we're on his side, which is what the Royal Guard does. And so yeah. it just it just seemed like he immediately started like a civil war within a peaceful community. Yeah. And again, it's just the ending is far fetched, and it's fine. I just uh,
1: it's it's as far fetched as you can be. Um, I think they stay no, they try to stay as close and realistic as they can. W- having rhinos, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, if you have rhinos, you can only be so realistic and serious. <laughs> you know, it's like okay as yeah no that's the rhino true showed up i was like all right well we're doing this now yeah
0: just grab a rake and shovel the cheese in, or rake the cheese I know, in. you know just, what i mean
1: just dump it on top you've told the server twice now to stop <laughs> dumping it on and it just continues to pour it on i agree um, the rhinos were
0: a tad far for me but i mean hey this is this is the stuff that's on the table you might as well use it and i'm sure that a younger audience probably doesn't care as much about that. They're like, "Oh, it was cool when the rhinos showed up." And rhinos. So, yeah, it's. I mean, it's fun. It's fun. It's a Marvel movie.
1: Yeah, it, it's fun. Uh, yeah, but yeah, there was a little things here and there in that ending scene. Also, like how the uh, you know the Okoye and uh, Daniel Kaluuya's guy are like kind of like boyfriend girlfriend or something maybe yeah. or something like that. And they didn't really like clarify on that, but then they're like fighting each other. And but then they like I, I don't well, know that's that was he, a little confusing to me as well.
0: That's when he gives up and he realizes I think that that character realizes what he's fighting against. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he like, he oh. is betraying the identity of his people. And I think and I think that that's also like that's a pretty good analogy. You know what I mean? To to say that somebody that possibly had a different ideal of how to to fight social injustice and the things that they do to combat that become violent actions, and it's like maybe you are betraying, betraying the ideas of your people. You you know what I mean? It's like you're betraying yeah. betraying yourself and who you really are and who you should be. So I, I I think that there's a lot of this that speaks to the current social situation, you know, and uh, and previous social situations throughout history. So I did I did find. I mean, that's if you look really, if you look far into it, you can find all of that. Um, yeah, definitely. But I did, I did like that when he when he bowed down to her. But some pretty sweet action there. I did enjoy all of that—the Black Panther fighting all those guys, and then Eric Killmonger fighting all the other guys. Some sick action going on. But when they and then also Martin Freeman flying flying the jet and coming into danger, doing Street, thought, his
1: whole little pilot thing. Yeah, I which thought that was, was cool. Fun.
0: That was fun. It was very fun. So
1: I did like I did like the whole. Uh, Thing where it's like you know the the things in real life. It's shooting at the glass and like trying to get him, but then he's off in like a different world. Kind of reminds you like Avatar, yeah, uh, or some like, not Last Airbender, but like the actual Avatar. You know how like yeah their things are dying, but they st- they're still in the whatever. You stay in
0: the ver- do you stay in the VR world when your actual body is in danger? When the,
1: the, yeah, your real world because there are no consequences
0: out here, but back there, yeah,
1: there very is. interesting. So that was cool. Uh, and then, yeah, and then the, the final fight. Um,
0: Which was so good. Like, that was that was really cool. I loved it. Yeah. You're not as high <laughs> yeah. on it.
1: Well, I, I wouldn't say I'm not as great. I really like, like, I liked the final fight. I could have used a little more, though. Could have used a little bit more, like, combat. I liked the words that were said, and I think it was emotional enough uh especially like the very end of it, but and the train thing was cool, it was reminiscent of like a Phantom Menace type deal. Um I think all in all I could have just used a little bit more combat. Like a little bit uh, you know how in Creed, that final fight, like, it was so well shot and and it was so like not shaky or anything like that. Um and so yeah it's just it was one of those things that like I was watching this fight and it was kind of like i don't know it was it was super shaky and kind of all over the place, and i did couldn't really tell what was going on and stuff but uh i I can't say I didn't like it and they it had just, the uh
0: like the sound suppressor things I don't know exactly what it was, but it took away the power of the suit and which yeah. was which was a good which was a good idea. I thought that it was. I thought that that was like a cool plot point. But it also it made the battle less cool. When, it, I don't know. It's, it's if there yeah, maybe if there been was cool a different than like
1: going at it with the suits on. You know. I, yeah,
0: I I think the setting kind of lessened how cool it is. But somebody else somebody else might have a different take on that. And um, and I thought it I thought it was good. I think maybe it could have been yeah. better. But um, I think the outcome was pretty much all I could possibly hope for in this movie. It was
1: it was incredible. He's like I you know I, I just wanted to see one one uh sunset one Wakanda. Well, I, sunset. he
0: you know the um the regular Black Panther T'Challa, he swings under the under the magnetic train or whatever and uh-huh. he does some move and just pumps him right in the He throws the chest.
1: knife in the air and then catches it on the other side and stabs him into the chest.
0: Yeah. And then Killmonger's and like, like that, was a- that was a hell of a move, you know? And yeah. that was I mean, that was a great line. And it's very kind of I love seeing I love seeing them pay the respect to the to the uh to the bad guy and let him have his moment where he gets stabbed in the chest and he's like, gosh, was this all worth it? You know, it's yeah. like he just got defeated. You know, he knows that yeah. he just lost. And it's like tight. He just died.
1: Yeah, you know? It's yeah, like- it's like you're gonna
0: die now. And he, like, starts
1: crying and, like, has yeah. that whole emotional, like, outpouring of The last line he says – do you know I, – I have the last line here written down.
0: Wait, which – are you talking about uh, on the – on the yeah, cliff? Yeah, on the, like,
1: the – yeah. Yeah, so,
0: well, and he says, you know, his dad – a big part of the movie was that his dad wanted to take him back to Wakanda so that he could see a Wakandan sunset. And – Uh, it's so beautiful and being at home and there's all these, all these themes playing and, uh, the last line of the movie. Okay. So the whole movie is, you know, Eric Killmonger, uh, trying to unleash the injustice that he feels that he has had his entire life on the rest of the world. And uh-huh. so I think that this line is beautiful. And I don't want this to sound uh detrimental too much, but for me it was a little bit on the nose. You know what I mean? Like It was
1: it was too it was too It wasn't like vague enough, is that what you're saying? It will it, like, it just There wasn't like the hidden meaning in there that you can go, Oh yeah, that's what he meant. It was more so like this is exactly what he means.
0: This is exactly what this movie was about, and it it felt like it took me out of the situation a little bit because I was like, "Is that what the character would have said, or is that what this the director was pretty much saying?" Or this is movie that what is the movie is
1: trying to say? You know, and, yeah. and
0: I think that's fine. I think either way, it's a really good line, and I do love the line. But yeah, I love the line too. It took me out of the movie a little bit because it was a little bit on the nose. You know what I mean? So, but go uh-huh. ahead, read the line. It is great
1: bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped from ships because they knew death was better than bondage. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it is, it's it's the the pain and trials that he's been feeling his entire life and also represents an entire culture yeah. that, uh, that he's a part of. And so it's a beautiful line. Um, I agree with you where it kind of took you out of it a bit. Maybe a tad uh, heavy-handed. Maybe a tad heavy, but at the same time, thinking about it and knowing that it's in the movie now, knowing that's what it is, it's permanent, um, I think it's a beautiful thing. And I think going that far to say that in a movie where it really didn't go too over the top with those types of themes, you know, it didn't go over the top with all that stuff. So making a point for that last scene and his life to be like, for this you know what i mean um i think it was a good call and i think it's fine you know if the whole movie would have been like that with references here and there and here and there then you're like okay this is just a, uh, you know this is just a huge statement and it's kind of overshadowing and i think having that line in there it doesn't overshadow really anything because he did a really good job with you know uh, with the themes throughout the movie, movie and kind of you know making sure nothing went over like went overboard and stuff. So
0: yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, and it yeah uh, that was probably the best scene in the movie. Like it was super beautiful and super it awesome. It was. It was
1: beautiful. Yeah. Also
0: sucks though because it's like you had such a good bad guy and you just killed him.
1: I know. I know. You had such a good bad guy and he's gone. Yeah. And now. Like, what do you do in Black Panther 2? It's like, if he's not going to be there, I don't even know. I, I'm, like, kind of sore about it. <laughs> like, uh, but the
0: thing is, I would rather Ryan Coogler didn't do Black Panther 2, you know? Yeah. I would rather he focused his efforts on more than Marvel movies because Marvel movies are yeah. sweet, and he made an awesome
1: one. Well, don't... he seems like a, seems like he's a director that uh, he is doing that. He's putting his touch in places that he wants to. Making a statement, then moving on. Like Creed, he's not directing the second Creed. He has no part he has no part of it. Um, which I think, you know, it kind of explains that a little bit. It's like, you know, he had his touch on it. Apparently he said that Creed is something that he finds very hard to watch. And even thinking about the time that he made it is super hard for him because it's very much about him and his dad and their relationship in real life. And so... Uh, You know, that's super interesting, man, and it makes you love this guy even more because you're just like, dang, dude. Like, he puts so much passion in all these projects, and uh, I love that about him.
0: No, I agreed. Yeah, yeah, and I am excited to see what Ryan Coogler does next because he's a fantastic director. I think that he's probably one of the best out there uh, at this present moment, and he's only 31 years old. So we have
1: and he can't miss can't miss with yeah. Michael B. Jordan either. So keep him in your. Films, I know, seriously, please. dude.
0: Just keep that duo going on because it's it's great. It's Scorsese and DiCaprio. You know what I mean? It's, it is. It's great it is. stuff. Um, so and then and then you know at the end of the movie occurs and uh, Chad Bozeman ends up with the Lupita Nyong'o and there's the cute scenes between them and I do I love all that um but and then how does the movie end it's like a,
1: uh he unveils the technology to everybody well that was like that was like a to the
0: world that was in the middle of the um in the middle of the credits I, why credit is scene? that a post-credits
1: I don't know I can't remember what, what the does the he was? do what does he do? He, do, he does something. I, I made fun of it afterwards, actually, because there was two scenes in a row where he kind of looks at the camera and goes and gives, like, a smirk. Oh, no. You know it what cuts. it is?
0: He goes back to Oakland and oh yeah! He goes to that place, and he he had bought that apartment complex or whatever, uh-huh. all that property right there, and it's gonna be the first uh, outreach center for a, a Wakandan aid. Oh pretty yeah! Much. And
1: they d- they do the classic, "Who are you?" And he just kind of smirks, smirks, and looks at the camera, and it ends. Now, if you would have said, "I'm Black Panther,"
0: that would have been just dumping the cheese all over yeah that you know, been, you that spilled, been spilled been it all over cheese. the table and now the it,
1: dinner's over you're already mad yeah yeah that would have been too you much know, so i think that that was good no I, that was a little
0: that was a little cheesy but it's fine it's fine
1: it was but the thing is <laughs> because right after that in the mid-credit scene it's it's showing all this technology and he raises it up and then somebody asks a question somebody's like what do you plan to do with all this or something like that and he just goes Oh yeah, <laughs> he it, does that
0: it, thing again. It, it,
1: it literally is the same thing twice in a row and I was like, why'd they do that? Why is That's weird. Everybody's like, why <laughs> why won't this
0: guy answer a question? He always why, just kind of like, He just finishes. He's a, like Jim from the office, always kind
1: of just like shrugging yeah. and whoop Classic Jim face.
0: Oh. <laughs> and so. then
1: uh if there was one person that I didn't want to see in the after after credit scene, it's freaking Bucky Barnes. And I know he's over there or whatever, but I'm just like, gosh, show Iron Man or even Captain America or just anything. Yeah. But Bucky.
0: They do they suck with the after credit scenes like They're not nearly as They're good as consistently they used to be. bad. Every time it's like that one I was just like, who cares? About freaking the Winter Soldier anymore. He was, he was a great bad guy in that movie. I loved it. My gosh, let's move on. Nobody cares. I, I don't know. If somebody cares about that character, whatever, that's fine. I do not I always care. just
1: hold out hope because of Thor's hammer, you know? Yeah. After whatever, whatever one that was, when you saw Thor's hammer, it was like, oh, dang, that's next. And now it's just like, it's shawarma. Yeah, it's, uh, you, you know, know it's uh, you
0: know which one was good though guy. was Thor. Thor Ragnarok did have the Who are you guys? And it's just the Guardians oh, that one of the was Galaxy. Great. That
1: was sweet. Okay, that was cool. That one was great. No, that was in yeah, the trailer. That... <sighs> I don't know. That wasn't that dude. Oh that no, was... yeah, yeah, that wasn't in the movie. That wasn't it was even just in, the movie. That was in the trailer.
0: Yeah, see, they yeah. suck with the post credit scenes. Come on, they're Marvel. not good at them anymore. Step up your game. Just bring in the yeah, you actors can do, for like one bit. It's like all, we, all I, I need, know, you can do, I don't care what it is. If it's in a Black Panther movie and suddenly Robert Downey Jr. just shows up and says one thing, I would be like, that was worth it. You know what I mean? Dude,
1: you show, you show Tom Holland doing something? Anything. Oh,
0: dude, yeah. Show anything I mean, that Spider-Man is up to.
1: Anything Spider-Man related and everybody freaks out. Yep. You know, like, that's all you got to do. Agreed. Like you can even, and also maybe referencing like a future bad guy or something. You could even, you could have even like expanded on Thanos. You could have expanded on something that's going to, because it looks like Captain America, the Hulk, all these people are going to be on that side of that battle. Um, You know, I think Black Widow is supposed to be there, a couple other people. So it's like, you know, you got a little bit of wiggle room to do anything
0: dude we're so close to that movie though
1: we are a couple months out I know. Couple months out.
0: that's exciting that's gonna be I, sweet
1: that is really exciting and they've you know okay the the post-credit scenes awful the movies though and the mcu are just it's been great it's been a great ride consistently
0: consistently good every time
1: yeah i i have not been disappointed i haven't been like thoroughly disappointed since maybe thor the dark world you know yeah, that was the, like the last time last one I walked one out I being like, like oh, okay. That sucked. But what do you think it, you about you
0: know, Ant-Man even, in, the, in the whatever, Venus uh, flytrap? I
1: don't know. Well, I'm disappointed <laughs> because their trailers have not been good at all. Like, pretty bad work on the trailers, so. Yeah. I don't know. It's Michael that, Douglas, I, too. I know. Why is he even in the second one? I know. It's just, I don't know. I actually don't even know if I want to go to the theater to see that. But we should. We should... See it and do a podcast on it, just to force ourselves. No, oh. I'm just so no, not really. Oh, please.
0: <laughs> no, oh, I'd, be please. Down. I'd be down. Don't kill me. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, yeah, it'll be fine. I'm sure. Um, real quick, so yeah, anything else we need to talk about Black Panther? Overall, I love it. I think it's the best. It's just uh, so cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, great. Really cool. Yeah, really cool. Um, Michael B. Jordan, man. Michael B. Jordan, best ever. So good. Gosh, I
0: feel like there was a quote that Ryan Coogler said that I wanted to include in this. Oh well. But all right. Well, the question is actually here's a here's a question before the question. What do you like more, this or Creed? Creed. I think so too. I think I like Creed more. This is sweet though.
1: Creed is. Yeah, I would say Creed is like. A full letter grade above this, though.
0: Yeah. Creed has Creed has a chance of making it into, like, my top 25 favorite movies.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: This, I mean. It,
1: this is great, though. It's, it's great, it doesn't, yeah. It doesn't take away from this.
0: Yeah, you know, totally. But what do you like more? This or School of Rock?
1: Uh, maybe we were making straight A's. We, we were stuck, stuck in, in the dumb, dumb days. days. Uh I'm gonna go with uh with School of Rock on this one. I don't think I don't think Black Panther is better than School of Rock. I don't think
0: so either. I
1: it's mean it's a, you know it's I, I mean it's a question though.
0: It's yeah. It's definitely kinda like mm, sure.
1: Well mm, maybe. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, eh,
0: could be. If Jack Black was Martin Freeman, hands down.
1: Yes. Then you're yeah. Then you're definitely better. Yeah. You put Jack Black in there. Um, But yeah, I mean, it just doesn't get better. You know, it doesn't get better than School of Rock. Maybe if the end credit scene
0: was just the last little bit of School of Rock.
1: I know. They just show the
0: last song. That'd be great.
1: Driving down the highway.
0: Oh, that one
1: too. And we came from Forest Green. (laughs) 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 That girl's face. Yeah. Oh, man. I could talk about School of Rock for I a while.
0: I love School of Rock. <laughs> I know. I love it
1: so much. Such a good movie. <laughs> uh, do a School of Rock 2. What are you guys going to do it? You know? I mean, it's hard, though, because once you have a classic like that,
0: I mean, that goes it. down in history.
1: Yeah. You know? People are going to remember School of Rock for thousands of years.
0: You know what I would like to see hundreds <laughs> it, it, of thousands yeah. of years. That's the thing. If anybody, if anything's going to stand the test of time, that's going to be it. In a thousand years, it's people School are going to be still watching. You know, Casablanca, Ben Hur. This stuff's not going to be existing anymore. But School of Rock,
1: no. one sold DVD copy survives Doomsday. School of Rock. And it's School of Rock.
0: It's gonna be like it's gonna be the uh it's gonna be the Bill and Ted's excellent adventure where the wild stallions like shape the shape the uh formation yeah, the, of a fu- yeah. a future culture. And that's what school of rock's gonna be. You know, people are that gonna be such a people are gonna be concept. looking at Ned Schneebly like he's uh, you know,
1: Aristotle. <laughs> 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 Oh, my gosh. It's so dumb, dude. <laughs> it's so dumb. I know. Oh, oh great. Man. Okay,
0: well, yeah, great podcast, great time. Black Panther was awesome, so.
1: Black Panther was awesome. Uh, Little shout-out, social media. Please uh, follow us on Facebook. Uh, Check out our website, ProfessorJones.com. Totally uh, updated. Updated, and... Uh, <laughs> You know, Instagram, we got Brofester podcast. Uh Give us a shout on that. More than anything, just uh, iTunes. Check out our podcast on iTunes. Subscribe. Uh, please send it to your friends if they like podcasts too. I know podcasts are just becoming extremely popular. I hear people talking about them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really happy that we jumped on this when we did. Um, and that we've been as, you know, as consistent as we've, you know, we've been. We've been at least trying, you know. Yeah, we're doing our best to keep t- up here. We are. There hasn't been a point in time where we're like, yeah, you know what, man. I Forget I just it. can't do it. I'm too busy. It's, I think the the main reason is I love movies. I love movies. I love television. I love media. And, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt to record the conversations that we have about these things. Because we would be having this conversation anyway probably have a two-hour phone call just talking about black panther because we're brothers you know and that's what's nice uh, that we
0: set aside time just to talk about movies
1: (laughs) this is like this is just
0: unfiltered conversation that we have
1: yeah and so uh yeah so thank you everybody that that continues to listen and uh yeah please subscribe leave us a review and uh keep on digging the professor jones
0: well thanks so much for listening guys We'll be back at you next week, finishing off Olympics month with the classic miracle. But until then, we'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time.
1: Welcome to the spotlight.